Hello, everyone. Welcome to The Writing Cabin with Tara Benner. I'm author Tara Benner, and this is my cabin. We all need to escape into story from time to time. So come on in, sit down by the fire, pour yourself a nice hot cup of coffee, and let's talk books. Now, before we get started today, I wanted to take a quick moment to thank my wonderful patrons. Patrons, your support not only funds the creation of new short stories, but it tells me that you enjoy my books so much that you want to support them and me directly. If you're not familiar with Patreon, Patreon is a platform that allows readers to support authors with a small monthly pledge. And if you would like to join our Patreon family, you can do so over at patreon.com forward slash Labs. I create a brand new piece of writing each and every month, as well as a special video diary. You can gain access to my entire library of Patreon exclusive stories for just $2, or you can pledge $3 a month and you will get the ebook version of each new novel before anybody else. Again, that's patreon.com forward slash Labs. This week's featured book is Recon. That is book one of The Fringe. Um, I'm holding it up here for those watching on YouTube. Nuclear war destroyed the Earth, but Harper's world was perfect until she met Eli Parker. Harper was the best developer in her year. She should have been a shoo-in for a cushy job in systems. Instead, she was drafted into recon, kicking and screaming onto Eli's squad. For Eli, death is just your average Tuesday. Most of his cadets don't last a year. When your job is to venture out into the radiation-soaked fringe, you learn not to get attached to anyone. Harper Riley should be no different, but she's gotten under Eli's skin. She started asking lots of questions dangerous questions with no good answers. Recon is kind of a dystopian post-apocalyptic adventure slash romance. There are a total of five books and right now you can get Recon, the first one, um, for just 99 cents. I will put a link to that down in the show notes or if you're listening you can just go to tarabenner.com forward slash books. That's Tara with an H. Okay. It's time for my little life update that I do each and every week. And the big news today is I got to try out one of my little herbal remedies for the first time. Um, so my husband and I, we live out in the mountains on 40 acres. And last summer I was pregnant and there was the pandemic. And so we were really just spending a lot of time at home. And one of the things that we kind of made a hobby of ours was identifying all the wildflowers and the edible and medicinal plants that grow around where we live. And there are a surprising amount of edible plants and plants that have been used, you know, for thousands of years for different purposes. And today <laughs> I was cutting a frozen English muffin and I cut my finger really bad. Um, I like even sliced through the nail a little bit. Sorry for anyone who might be squeamish and I couldn't find a band aid, And I was just like, I had this like paper towel wrapped around my finger. And, uh, then I remembered that I had some dried yarrow leaves from last summer that I had collected. And if you make those into a powder, they're supposed to help with like blood clotting. 
And so I like crumbled some up and I like made a little poultice and I put it like on my cut and it did actually work. And so just a little hot tip for you if you're a prepper or just um, just want to be prepared or if you're ever out in the wild and uh, you can identify some yarrow, it might, might save your life or just keep your bloody knife cut from bleeding all over the place. <laughs> um, yeah, that's, that's not really big news, but I just thought I'd share because it was kind of, I felt really triumphant that I uh, had a little hack for that. Because I couldn't, I don't know if I said it, but I just, I couldn't find a Band-Aid anywhere in this house. And uh, now I found one, so we're all good. (laughs) Uh, This week, the biggest thing I've had kind of going on is kind of a big realization I've had, a little um, life epiphany. And this week, I have spent a lot of time thinking about my priorities or priority. Uh, there's an excellent book by Greg McGowan or Greg McEwen. I, I never know how to pronounce his name. Uh, it's called Essentialism and I have it back there on my shelf. And he talks about how people talk about their priorities, plural, but by definition, you can only have one priority. Priority is the most important thing. And I, I was thinking about this and it was kind of funny because my husband came home and he made some comment about, oh, when I was building the house, I didn't have time to do this, like with the tile and the shower. And he's like, he corrected himself. He said, no, I didn't make the time to do this. And he was talking about how he had recently made the distinction for himself in the way he thinks and talks about having time for things. And instead of thinking how you don't have the time, because Technically, we all have the same 24 hours in a day. Thinking about how you may or may not make the time for something because it's not important enough for you at that time. And so I got to thinking, you know, if I, in my entire life, am only allowed to have one priority, what is that? You know, is it my son? Is it my husband and our marriage? Is it my writing, my business? Um, and all of those things are super important to me. Um, but really I realize my priority has to be my health. Like my health has to come before anything else. And I had that realization because earlier this week, I let myself get a little bit run down. Um, I've been getting up really early, like five fifteen, and the last few nights we've been kind of into our Netflix shows, uh, and I hadn't been going to bed until like 10 or 10 30. We watched this really good documentary called tread. Uh, <laughs> but anyway, I was not getting enough sleep. And then I had a night where my son was up like all night and in between his like crying jags, when I was able to go lay down, I couldn't go to sleep because I had too much on my mind. And so the next day I was just trashed. I was just no good to anyone. And I realized that my priority has to be my health because if I don't feel good, I don't have the energy to do anything else. I can't write very well. I can't make good business decisions. I don't have the energy to play with my son and be really happy and patient with him. I'm not super, I'm not a super nice wife (laughs) if I'm really tired and grouchy. Um, 
And so like first and foremost is sleep. If I didn't sleep well the night before and I'm up till 1030 at night watching the newest season of Stranger Things, um, I can't get up at 515. That's just not healthy. And um, I need to be working out because I feel good when I am getting, you know, a few workouts in a week. And this also goes for my mental health. And, you know, mental health, it's like people talk about it so much now, which is great, but it's not really something I like really like to talk about because I don't like talking about my feelings, which is strange for someone who has a podcast, but <laughs> um, I guess I don't really talk about it that much also because I've always been very good at managing it. I, I feel like I've cracked the code on the things that keep me feeling really positive and upbeat. So, you know, getting outside every day, exercising, even if that's just walking or hiking, um, eating well, um, sleep. I can't remember if I already said that. I don't clearly haven't had enough of that. (laughs) Um, you know, and if I, if I'm feeling really sleep deprived, then I'm not going to be in a great mood the next day. Um, and the other thing that really impacts me is I'm a, I'm a goal setter. I like having goals. I like to see progress being made, even if it's just a little bit of progress. And any time in my life where I felt like I am pushing a boulder uphill and I'm not getting anywhere, and to take that a step further, I'm pushing a boulder up a hill, but I'm actually falling farther behind. Like I'm trying to push a boulder up a muddy hill that I'm actually sliding down. I have a really hard time staying positive and upbeat. And as I talked about last week on the show, 98% of being a writer is being able to manage your emotions and stay positive and upbeat and feeling like the world is your oyster. And so I made a pretty hard business decision this week that I'll talk about more in the writing section. Um, but I just, I feel so much better. I, I think that was just everything to do what I needed to do for myself and for my sanity and for my business. And I just, you know, I guess the way I'd wrap this up is you need to decide what your priority, priority singular is for you. And, um, you need to have your actions support that because if you say my priority is my family, but you're working all the time, then there's that dissonance and you're going to be really unhappy or unsatisfied because you're like, Oh, like I'm saying one thing to myself and I'm doing another. And, uh, the other thing is if something is not sitting right with you and you just, it's eating at you, really pay attention to that because you might be able to distract yourself from it or kind of push it aside or dismiss it for a while, but it, it creeps into your life more than you realize. And it, it seems probably like a big deal to you, but it might not be as big a deal as you think. And so I'll get into the specifics of that in my writing update, but that's all I want to say. That's my little life update slash soapbox for the week. (laughs) Now it's time for what am I working on? What's new with the writing? And I am excited to say that this past Monday was the official release of Warrior Witch, the sixth and final book in the Witches of the Mountain Shadow series. 
And Sunday nights uh, before the release, I did my first ever Facebook Live and I gave away a bunch of prizes. And that was a big deal for me because I'm an introvert. I, I've never done that sort of thing. I don't like to do that sort of thing. I should say that. I didn't think I would like that sort of thing. But I promised myself that I was going to do a big launch for Warrior Witch and I was going to try to get the readers really excited about it. And I was going to do giveaways because I have a few author friends who do these big giveaways and they really seem to enjoy it and their readers really enjoy it. So I was like, shoot, I'll give it a try. <laughs> the actual Facebook Live was super nerve wracking because Facebook was being glitchy and I could not get it to work. So I ended up being like 10 minutes late to my own Facebook live. Um, but I did get it to work and there was a small, but very mighty crowd there for the giveaway. And it was really fun talking to them. And I asked them questions and I got a whole bunch of great book recommendations. And there was something really fun and satisfying about being live with some people who I don't know personally, but like as far as our tastes in books and movies, like we're like two peas in a pod. And so that was a lot of fun for me. Um, I was shocked by how much I enjoyed it. And so I sent out some prizes. I'm still waiting for my big shipment of paperbacks because I have a ton of paperbacks I'm supposed to sign and send out to my patrons, to people who bought the signed paperback bundle to people who won the giveaways and these supply chain issues have just made the delays on book shipments crazy. So I'm hoping those come in later this week and I can get them sent out. But suffice to say, I'm happy to be done with the big launch because <laughs> big launches are a lot more stressful than when you just put the book on Amazon and say, hey, everybody, I, uh, <laughs> I finished uh, the book. So you might want to try and go get that. So yeah, that's, that's kind of where I'm at on that whole situation. Um, I am 40,000 words into my new epic fantasy novel. Uh, I would be farther along, except that I, um, I had to make a pretty big change to the plot. I've been kind of, I try to be smarter this time around. This is the second time. Well, you could say that it's like the third time that I've genre hopped, but it's at least the second time that I've genre hopped. And I'm really trying to be smart about it since um, I'm doing that. It's kind of a big risk. And uh, so I'm trying to kind of bake the marketing in to the entire book, the entire package of it. And so I want it to be something that when a reader stumbles upon it on Amazon and they see the cover and they read the book description. They're like, oh yes, this is exactly my kind of book because it's a smaller niche than I've been in, in the past. And it really needs to appeal to those people who like that sort of thing. Um, spoiler, it's dragons. <laughs> so I had to make a pretty big change to the plot. And so I've been kind of going back through the first like 13 chapters that I have written um, and making adjustments to that. And overall, it's going to be a lot stronger of a story. And um, I'm excited because it's the first book in this entire series. And I've built this whole new world. And it's just been very, very enjoyable um, as a whole. 
Um, I also am launching a new paperback collection along with a new cover for the ebook box set of The Fringe. So that's books one through three. And I, I haven't shown the cover on my social media or to my newsletter or anything because I was really focused in on the launch, but the new cover is live if you're curious. Um, and I, I haven't got the paperback together yet, but this is the first time I'm going to be offering a three book paperback. It's a really giant book and uh, it'll be fun. Though. It'll be fun to put on my shelf. I think readers of people who like the series already might get it just because it's, it's a cool new cover. Um, and that was designed by Molly Phipps of We've Got You Covered Book Design. Um, yeah, so I'm excited about that. That's about it apart from kind of the big hairy decision that I made this week. Um, I decided that I needed to make a change to where I'm selling, which is a mountain shadow, because, you know, if you've been listening to the podcast for a while, you know, this year I've been pulling all my books out of Kindle Unlimited and putting them wide across all the retailers. And I've just been kind of doing that like crazy. And which is mountain shadow was the last series that I pulled out. I just did this back in March. So it's only been about three months. And I was, I was so excited for it because I was doing the direct selling for the new book, which went fantastic. Um, and I've really enjoyed getting all my stuff up on the other platforms and seeing my work perform a little bit on Google and Barnes and Noble and Apple. But, and this is kind of in the weeds. If you're just a reader, it's, it, it might not be as interesting to you, but in the author community, in the indie author community, there's this kind of big question of whether you put your books in Kindle Unlimited on Amazon or if you put your books everywhere. And the thing about Kindle Unlimited is that you have to be exclusive to Amazon. So Kindle Unlimited or KU is basically like the Netflix of books. You know, if you, um, if you have a subscription to KU, then you can read all the Kindle Unlimited titles that you want in that month. And authors get paid per pages read. So if someone, you know, reads 100 pages, I get 100 times whatever the rate is for that month. And it's usually like less than half a cent per page read. And I really, I liked being in KU, but I didn't like the fact that I couldn't even sell my books from my own website. And so I made that decision, I pulled out and I knew I would take a hit because I've done this before, like three or four years ago, but I did not expect the huge drop off in my sales. And I also wasn't expecting that it'd be much more difficult to market those books. And I spent a lot of money on Facebook advertising, or at least I have in the past. And that's worked for me um, because it's pretty easy to market Kindle Unlimited books to people who are in the program. And what I've realized over the last like six months is it's an entirely different ballgame to try to market books to readers on other platforms. And, you know, I expected it to take time. You know, I was going to give it, I mean, I, I I'd hoped that this was kind of 
the end, you know, that I would be wide on the other platforms forever. But I was like, well, I'm going to give it at least a year to see how they perform because it takes a while. And I knew that it takes a while to get some traction on the other sites. Um, but I was really happy. I'm still happy that I took the fringe wide and lawless wide, but which is a mountain shadow, um, was doing really well for me in Kindle Unlimited. And I, th- it was a mistake to put it in or to take it out of Kindle Unlimited and put it everywhere else right now. And I told myself, I was like, well, what I should do is I should always have my most recent series in Kindle Unlimited just for the revenue from page reads to help kind of support the business, you know, while my other things are trickling out on the other sites. Um, Because there are readers who just read on Nook or just read on their iPad or just buy books from the Google Play Store. And I want to reach those readers, but I can't do it at the expense of my entire business. You know, this is how I make my living. And so I pretty much decided like, you know, well, it's too bad. You know, I'm going to have to just stick with the plan. And I, I'm walking back that decision um, because it's just been too hard for me um, on a personal level to get up every day and do what I do and see my business slowly sliding off a cliff. I just, I can't have that. You know, this is my livelihood. And so I made the decision that I'm going to be putting that series back in Kindle Unlimited after only three months, which is something you should never do. Uh, (laughs) But I realized that sometimes the perfect thing to do, the thing that like the perfect A plus student would do is not the right thing for you necessarily. And the perfect thing and the right thing for you are not always in alignment. And I have to put myself and my business first because You know, I don't want to disappoint people, but if I'm not around, you know, to write books, you know, I'm going to disappoint people in that respect. I'm going to disappoint myself and I can't focus on the writing if I am in constant panic mode about my business. And so that's the decision I've made. I'll probably talk about it more in future episodes, but, um, yeah, that's just what I've had to do. I'm pulling my stuff from the other retail sites, just that series, everything else is going to stay putting those, pulling those books from the other retail sites. I'm going to be re-enrolling them in the program over the next few weeks. Um, once all those come down and, uh, you know, I, I've decided that, you know, I hate disappointing people. And if there are some readers who are disappointed because they're in the middle of a series, I hope they reach out to me. Um, because I'm the type of person I'll always make it right in whatever way I can. Um, but I just, I have to do what I need to do for my own sanity, for my business and for my family. So that's it for my writing updates. I need to go soon because my son has woken up from his nap. Um, but before I do, it's time for what I'm reading this week. And I am currently reading Kingdoms at War, Dragon Gate Book 1 by Lindsay Baroker. And I am listening to Secret of the Sword 2, also by Lindsay Baroker. I'm really enjoying both of those. Kingdoms at War is epic fantasy and Secret of the Sword is paranormal fantasy with a dragon shifter romance. Um, so yeah, that's about all I have. Let's 
check the mailbox really quick because this letter or this week I had a really sweet letter from author T.C. Marty who wrote the Tarion Chronicles. I hope I'm saying that right. Uh, T.C. writes, I've been listening to your podcast weekly and I can't tell you how valuable it is in helping me fuel ideas for my own indie author endeavors. It's a really tough road, but a rewarding one at that. I'm glad that Warrior Witch is out and I'm looking forward to reading it, but not before I read Hunter's Witch first. I always read the last two books in a series when the final one is released, since I know the penultimate books tend to have a few cliffhangers. So true. I also can't wait to read your epic fantasy too. It's been over a year since I looked forward to anything in the epic fantasy genre, and I know your work is going to be a good one. Thank you so much, TC. That was a really sweet email, and I appreciated getting it. Uh, If you, dear listener, have any comments or questions you'd like for me to read on the show, you can send them to tarabenner at gmail.com or post them on any of my social media channels. I am at author tarabenner pretty much everywhere, but I am Tara Benner author on YouTube. If you're watching and you enjoy this, please subscribe to my channel. And that's all I have for you this week. Uh, But feel free to stay in my cabin for as long as you like. We can drink all the coffee. You can crack open a good book, hopefully one of mine, and have a wonderful weekend.